Hello, everyone. Welcome to Commentaries from the Edge. This is Karen Goldberg, and here's what's coming up. I'm delighted to invite two very important guests this morning to the program, and they are in the area of real estate and community development. And I would say the word community in particular is a great focus for both of them. William Lee is the Vice President of Development for Avalon Bay Communities. This is a nationally recognized real estate developer of apartment homes and mixed use projects, and it's committed to creating a better way to live. So by mixed use for our listeners to know that what that means is a combination of facilities which include apartments, restaurants, and often stores or a combination thereof. Our other guest is Lara Regas. Lara is Senior Vice President of Development for Abode Communities. This is an award-winning nonprofit affordable housing provider, and they work to bring equitable housing opportunities for all. And we're gonna be talking about what it, what it means to be affordable in a great city like Los Angeles, California, and what equitable housing means. So welcome to both of you. Thank you so much, William and Laura, for taking the time to be with us today. Thanks for having us, Karen. Really appreciate it. Thank so you. we're, we're going to talk about um, a very exciting area in Los Angeles that's coming up in the next few years. It's going to be developed into a major uh, destination place and, and housing place for many of the people here in Los Angeles. It's called the West Los Angeles Commons, and it's located in an area, a slice of, of the city, which is a Western area that is the closest to the Pacific Ocean. And it happens to be, as my way of introducing what it, what it is, it happens to be an area which has been deteriorating for many decades. And now there is this vision for something very exciting and new to Los Angeles. So. Perhaps, uh, I don't know whether William, you or Lara would like to start, but we need to kind of know what is the West Los Angeles Commons and tell us a little bit about how did this great change for a very blighted area come about? Sure, Karen. Um, I'm happy to start and provide some background on the project. So, uh, you know, this all, this all began as a, um, as a joint RFP or request for proposals that came through from both the county and the city of Los Angeles. Um, and this this all started back in uh, 2020, early in 2020. Um, Avalon Bay communities and abode communities decided to partner up to pursue this potential opportunity uh, as we felt, um, just as you mentioned, that this was an opportunity for us to really revitalize uh, a landmark location in Los Angeles. And so we started the RFP process collectively um, in early 2020 um, and eventually got to a point where we were fortunately awarded the project between the county and the city uh, early in 2021. So since then, we've been working in partnership with the county and the city to move through the entitlement process, which we're actively underway on, um, to get to a point where we can eventually look to deliver uh, what we ultimately proposed, which is a mixed use mixed income project in West Los Angeles. It's really going to be comprised of a variety of uses, um, 926 apartments in total, about 40,000 square feet of retail, which will be a combination of retail stores, restaurants uh, that will serve the neighborhood, 
uh, along with an expansion of what currently exists on the site, there's about mm -hmm. a 35,000 square foot office space that the municipal, uh, that the city of Los Angeles occupies. Um, and we're going to be expanding that to almost double the size, about 70,000 square feet of office space. Uh, in addition to that, there exists uh, Fel the Felicia Mahood Multipurpose Center, which serves the senior community in and around West LA. And so we're going to be expanding that use and delivering a brand new senior center for the community. So that that sounds uh, like a really ambitious project. And it's, it's interesting that after so many decades of it just kind of uh, lying there and uh, this whole area deteriorating, that this moment has come. And particularly when you say 2020, you know, some people may be listening to that and thinking, well, you know, there was the beginning of the pandemic and somehow something positive and, you know, forward thinking started at that particular moment. Yeah, it's particularly exciting. I think when you have a big city and a big county, sometimes it takes quite a while for those sort of large public agencies or jurisdictions to put put the plan together, but we are particularly excited about what a transformative opportunity this is, <clears throat> given the size of the site, it's about eight acres. And um, we are, we're both passionate about housing and what kind of community benefits um, new housing development can bring. But this is particularly exciting because through this partnership with the city and the county, we're gonna get so much more here than just housing, which in and of itself is critically needed and super exciting. But this kind of large scale multi-partner engagement is really the kind of transformative thing that we hope to see in more places across California and the country. Yes, and I think, you know, we've talked about the fact that this this kind of what we call the private public uh, alliance and, and collaboration is, is really could be a model for many cities because around the world, you know, there, there are cities struggling with some of the same issues that Los Angeles is struggling with. So in a way you're, you know, you're having an opportunity to create a model. And I think also it's going to be really, uh, you know, a major community center for people to enjoy all the things that, you know, our, our great city has to offer. So maybe as you were talking about it, Laura, about housing, you know, um, I know many people are aware of the fact and wonder why is it that Los Angeles happens to be one of the centers with a humanitarian crisis of homelessness. And therefore, you know, the, the great effort that's being made by so many people to come up with a solution of how we can create an environment in which we have many more people that at the very basic have a roof over their heads and an opportunity you know to have some type of comfort in their life and I think many cities um, are in the same position that the the price of housing has become unreachable for so many people so maybe we can really get into description a little bit more about the housing and especially, you know, Laura, you, you, your part of your company talks a great deal about affordable housing, about equitable housing. Perhaps you could elaborate on that for us. Sure. Well, we could certainly spend hours talking about the housing crisis, but, you know, I think 
the really short explanation is we just don't have enough housing in our um, beautiful city that meets the needs of all those who live in our community. And so um, it's really kind of a supply and demand issue. So the opportunity here to build um, a significant amount of housing all in one um, space is really exciting and starts to move the needle in terms of addressing the housing crisis. Um, at, at Abode Communities, we're really passionate about housing because we think high quality, affordable housing that comes with on-site services and programming really creates these transformative opportunities in the lives of those that we serve and those that live in our communities. Um, <clears throat> when people are not spending 50, 60, 70% of their income on housing, it frees them up to be able to do all the other things that we care about, um, participating in their community, covering the cost of childcare, participating in their children's um, you know, school and extracurricular lives, um, spending time taking care of their health. And so that is something that we all want for ourselves. And we are really excited about the opportunity to build hundreds of units of affordable housing. And when we talk about affordable housing, it's really just this, um, that 30% of someone's income uh, or no more than 30% of someone's income should be spent on housing costs, including utilities. And that's really just the simple math. And so we free up resources in a family's life to pay for all those other things that are important to keeping our family or an individual's uh, household and livelihood going. Well, that's, yeah, that that's, it really would, it is an incredible and ambitious goal and something, as you mentioned, that's so needed. I think, um, you know, it, it would be interesting for us to kind of look at I know you you sort of compare and imagine what is the market value of housing today and then what is considered moderate moderate cost and what is considered affordable. Maybe we can throw out some numbers here. If if in fact uh, West, West LA Commons was opening tomorrow, what would you picture if someone walked into the office to to rent an apartment? and ask for those choices between market value, moderate and affordable, what would be the three different types of rental that would be available? Well, I think on the affordable housing side, it's, it's um, fairly straightforward to answer. Um, <clears throat> what we do is provide a range of household, excuse me, unit sizes based on household size. So we're looking at providing one, two and three bedroom units um, serving households that make somewhere between 30% and 80% of the area median income. And that's just a fancy way of saying a certain amount of the average income in Los Angeles. Okay. So for example, we might serve a family of four that earns anywhere between $35,000 and $95,000 a year. And depending on their house, their, their um, income, they might pay somewhere between $800 and $2,100 in rent. So there's a wide range of uh, rent depending on the more specific- On, on your detail. income. Yeah. So that's excellent. So that that is really, yeah, that would, that, that would be a gift for so many people to know that they could possibly have their rent based on their, their income. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what I was describing there was for a two bedroom apartment in particular. So mm-hmm. if we're talking about something smaller or larger, obviously the rent, the rent range changes, but that's if we were doing those, if we were building today, or excuse me, if they were available today, Right. obviously the rent, the rent levels change year by year <clears throat> as the federal government adjusts what those different rent and income maximums are, but that's what it would look like today. And what about, um, so would that be, that would be considered affordable. Now, would moderate be something more than that, most likely? Yeah. So when we talk about moderate income, again, we use these percentages mm-hmm. of area median income, but we're typically talking about a household that's earning between 80% and 120% of the area median income. Okay. So, if 100% of the area median income for a family of four is about 119000 you just increase that by about 20%. And that tells you what the, the high end of that moderate income rate is. So that, that's really important for people to understand because um, people really, you know, they hear these terms, but they're not sure exactly how they're defined or how you would figure it out. So that's, that's a very good description of it. And I think um, you know, that's that's a hope again, as I mentioned early on, we were talking about this idea of being a model, because I hope that the work that you're you're doing and a bow communities organization is doing, I hope becomes a model for other others to, you know, take it up and realize that that would be such an asset for so many families, because, you know, how how our housing goes and how our fellow citizens in a city are doing in their life affects all of us we we bring all of everybody up together or we all go down together and uh, I think you're you're contributing to a really something very important for our future well thanks very much I think we all value um, all the folks in our community that that play different roles and the different jobs that are so critical to our um, our city running well. And so we want to make sure that, that there's an affordable housing option out there for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So besides the housing, um, you know, William, I think that, that it's also amazing that there's going to be such a variety mm-hmm. of assets that are coming into the West LA Commons. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and especially the senior center, because statistically, at least in the United States, and I think other places in the world, um, you know, the aging population is getting larger and larger. Yeah, happy to talk about that. Um, you know, starting with the Felicia Mahood Multipurpose Center, we know that it serves, um, you know, the larger West LA population, and it's been doing so for, for several decades now. Uh, we're really excited to be in a position to deliver to the city of West LA a brand new senior center. It's, it will be a, a two-story facility um, with expanded programming, and we're working in partnership uh, with the staff at the senior center. Um, that particular um, parcel of the land is uh, owned and operated by the Department of Recreation and Parks in the city of Los Angeles, so we're coordinating with them as well uh, just to ensure that we bring all of the, all of the uh, necessary programming that would be needed to to, to upgrade the uses for the seniors that occupy that space. But in addition to that, you know, we touched on the fact that there will be a significant amount of retail and commercial space that we'll be delivering. I think this is something that the larger community is really excited about. 
Um, we haven't yet determined exactly how everything's going to be programmed. And part of that reason is we'd like to engage with the larger community and understand what their needs are um, in order to deliver true neighborhood serving uses uh, to West LA. And so um, it will be a com comprised of restaurant uses. Um, we'd like to support the local retailers and entrepreneurs of West Los Angeles. Uh, we've partnered with the West LA Chamber of Commerce and look forward to continuing that partnership with them to best uh, determine how we can bring, again, the appropriate neighborhood serving retail and commercial uses to West LA. And, and in addition to that, I think also when you're talking about partnerships, it, it, there's very exciting possibilities there, particularly when you talk about the cultural performance performances that there's going to be space for uh, for music and for you know lectures and and here you are in a slice of Los Angeles where you're close to the the renowned UCLA as well as um, close to museums like the Hammer Museum the skirt the Skirball Museum so there's opportunities to to partner with places that are close by that would bring uh, a lot of cultural activities to the West LA Commons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you just touched on a, a few of the different key demographics that are in and around um, the project site of West LA Commons. Uh, you know, you've got a plethora of both undergraduate and graduate students at UCLA. Uh, you know, just south of our site, we're, we're just a short walk down to the Sawtell area, which a lot of people refer to as uh, Little Osaka. Um, so there's, there's a large presence of a Japanese mm -hmm. and Japanese-American population just south of us. Uh, we've got local schools um, just a couple of blocks from us. So those are all demographics um, of folks in the neighborhood that we're looking to serve. Um, you know, one of the ways we're doing that is with, you know, substantial community outreach efforts. Uh, we've also been working in partnership with the West L.A. Sawtell Neighborhood Council and have, in fact, met with them several times. Um, they've hosted a design shred that we've engaged with them on in the neighborhood on. So there's a lot of moving pieces right now that are going on as we're actively working through the entitlement process. Um, and the key really is to engage with neighborhood stakeholders uh, and obtain as much feedback as we can from them. Yes, and that's that's what's going to make it, uh, you know, what you could call a happy place for <laughs> the surrounding community and and really, you know, I, I envision that it's going to be also a destination place for many of the millions of visitors that come to Los Angeles that look for, you know, interesting places to go. And I think, you know, I don't want to um, forget to mention, and I think, Lara, it also relates to uh, what you were talking about and William about the administration building, which will have government offices. And I understand both county and, you know, we have a county and city uh, offices and, and governments, which is confusing to some people. Um, and also we're going to have offices, I understand, for our uh, federal representatives, our congressmen. And I think what's so important about that is I hope that, uh, and I think others do too, that this may be a place also that people could come for services, that there's also going to be partnership among social service organizations that in for the families that are living there in particular, that they would be able to have a one-stop place if they need help from the health department, the mental health department, or Department of Children and Family Services, that there would be, you know, opportunities to network for, for their community services. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a very <clears throat> lively um, new community area um, because of the different municipal uses, programming for seniors at the senior center, and then just all the all the folks that will live there um, day in and day out. And then I think about um, you know families in the community that are looking for um, a great place to stop by for a few hours with their kids, and you know get a coffee and. Um, have kids run around for um, a, a few minutes and burn some energy. Uh, I just think it's going to be a really lovely and uh, lively and energetic place by the time we're finished um, building everything. Yeah, that, that's a great way to put it. And I think also, you know, you're sort of touching on the idea that there's going to be those open garden spaces. I've seen some of the, the um, uh, natural, you know, flowers and, and fauna and, and trees that you're planning to plant. And of course, uh, in a place like Los Angeles, California, there's no end to the variety of plants. We have such rich earth here that takes a lots of uh, easy planting. So that's going to be wonderful to have an open garden space for, like you mentioned, for the children, but also for all of us to be able to walk and sit and relax and have, a, you know, we, we need more parks and more open spaces in, in a metropolitan city. So that's also going to be another addition to it. But I think um, both of you mentioned about community input. I know that's such a key part of it. Maybe you can talk up a little bit more about your plans for community input. I know you're, you have some engagements coming up. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, so we've been obviously, um, you know, extending our outreach efforts um, over the course of the past 12 to 18 months, as, as I had previously mentioned. But uh, we also have some upcoming um, outreach events, uh, most notably um, this this coming weekend, actually, um, on the site. Um, you know, West L.A. has its farmer's market every Sunday um, at the site currently. And one of the key elements that we're going to be bringing is an expansion of that farmer's market. But uh, what we intend to do this weekend is to have design charrette. So uh, we've extended invites to the larger neighborhood um, and are really looking to seek their input on how best to program the open space elements of the West LA Commons project. So we'll be there with our architects, with our landscape architects um, and representatives from throughout our team to answer questions and to gauge an open dialogue. Uh, really, again, to seek the feedback from the neighborhood as to what it is that they'd like to see here with the open space. That's so important. And you're, that the fact that you're doing it this weekend, um, you also are, I, I'm assuming you're planning more in the, in the coming year. There will certainly be more opportunities for us to engage with the larger neighborhood. This particular design charrette um, is coming at an appropriate time. Um, you know, as we're working through the entitlement process, we'd really like to kind of hone in on the programming that we'd like to um, begin to execute on as far as our drawings and plannings and plans go. Um, so this is an important time for us to engage with the public uh, from that perspective, but certainly there will be opportunities for us to make ourselves available to answer additional questions and to continue to seek feedback. You know, at the end of the day, this is a, a very long term project, you know, in Avalon Bay and Abode communities are both long term owners and operators of its projects. So we're very vested um, in getting this done right. Um, and again, importantly, getting the feedback from the neighborhood because we intend to be a part of this neighborhood for the long term. Well, I think that's really crucial and, and, you know, very important, everything that you just said. 
uh, listening to the neighborhood. And I think also that you respond to the input and that I know you've made modifications. Uh, there may be more, you know, more opportunity for, for changes. And I know there's certain particular groups um, like the skateboard community, which has had a skateboard area in that, in those nine acres for a while. And, you know, we have uh, also, it turns out that we have a local police department uh, that's been, that's had a huge uh, parking structure area for quite a long time. So, you know, there's some unique, um, there's very, some very unique uh, areas that are attached to this, this nine acre, eight, eight, nine acre property that it's been really uh, gratifying that you're open to listening and, and responding to all these different parties. And, and in a way it makes it for a more exciting uh, project for both of you, I would assume. Absolutely. Uh, and part of the reason why big projects like this take a while, right? Um, there's a lot of folks to talk to and we, we try to do our best to collect all of the information and understand what each party's um, needs are and how we can start to accommodate and figure out how to incorporate to the best of our ability um, the wishes of each of those parties. So it's certainly um, a multi-agency um, long-term engagement process, but lots of those conversations are happening now at the front end so we can do the best um, set of drawings and um, envision what can be here by the time everything is built. Sounds, sounds excellent. And, you know, we're, we're talking in one of the great cities of the world. Uh, I sound like a chamber of commerce person myself, I guess, <laughs> um, but I can't help it. And, uh, and so, you know, I thank both of you for the, the efforts and the hard work that you're doing to try to do the very best. Laura, I think you put it very well is to try to do the very best that you can and, and to really um, add something to a place that is already exciting and that people know about all over the world and, and that come here because, you know, we're, we're part of a very exciting part of the globe. So look forward to the coming years and look forward to the work that the two of you are going to be doing. Thanks so much, Karen. It was a pleasure to be with you today and just wanted to mention in closing that we do have a website that folks can visit and share um, their feedback. Um, there's, a, there's a way to email our team and, and share some thoughts and um, visitors to the website can see um, some visuals of what we've got planned to date and um, there's more to come. So that website is westlacommons.com and um, we look forward to uh, hearing from people. And I will put that website on uh, the podcast description, which is part of uh, which was part of the program, and and everyone will be able to see that also. But thank you so much. And and William, is there anything uh, last words that you'd like to say as we were coming to the end of this conversation? No, I just wanted to thank you, Karen, for giving us the opportunity to talk a little bit more about the West LA Commons project. Again, this is something we're very excited to deliver to the neighborhood, um, and we look forward to engaging uh, with with neighborhood stakeholders um, and really becoming, you know, ingrained with the neighborhood here in the in the years to come. So, thank you so much. Well, thank you, and uh, we all look forward to it. And thank you again for your time today. Greatly appreciated. Thanks, Karen. Bye bye.